And welcome to another episode of, I mean, it's been a couple weeks. What's the pod called, Ryan? Giving a hoot. Giving a hoot. Uh, with Luke and Ryan. With Luke and Ryan. Um, not John Ryan. This is just regular Ryan. It's regular uh, Ryan. But we, we're joined by, I think this is correct, uh, Peter Marlette, GM of the team, uh, Union Omaha, rumored to be head scout, but I think they actually have somebody with that job title now. <laughs> Probably and the busiest man. Head of scouting. Yeah. Yeah. So you could still be head scout, but there is a head of scouting. That's true. Different titles. Yeah. It's there like Dwight in the office. You're the listed <laughs> to the scout, head scout. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, since the last time we, we talked uh, last season, you have to have probably been the busiest person in Papillion. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's uh, it's been nonstop, but it but it's it's all been good, and the uh, with the players we've been able to sign and and the roster that we've built so far, definitely been worth it. I'm I'm excited to see these. I mean, I, we've seen them on the field already a few times, and we'll see them tomorrow as well. Uh, in preseason games, but, you know, ready for the season to kick off in a month and, uh, well, less than a month and, and see him play some competitive games. Well, we, we've already been in, in preseason and everything, but I'm going to knock out the, the first question because uh, I've already made one, one comment about it being a papillion. Uh, as we talked about with Gary, that, that's a possibility that that is not going to be forever the case. Uh, is there any news on that? Has that made it through committee? What What are the fans from away uh, cheering us on looking at? Um, I don't think that there is any anything new to report on that that Gary didn't say or Marty hasn't already said in, in other interviews. Um, things are moving along well. I I expect some some good news in the not too distant future. Um, I mean, we've had some good news lately, and I, I expect it to continue. So. You know, I, I truly don't have any updates that people who have been following along aren't already aware of. Okay. Um, in personal news, uh, the two of you had a pretty decent week um, with, with Manchester United. Oh, yeah, yeah. Trophies are always good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what happens when you take the, the best coach in Europe uh, from from a really good team that not – well, it's finally a good team again, but wasn't. What happens when you shift Cristiano Ronaldo off to Saudi Arabia and actually have a, a locker room that likes each other? Uh, when you pull uh, Lissandro Martinez uh, on your back line, everybody uh, prior to the season was saying he was going to be too short for the Premier League. and Yeah. But, but, Everybody but, who didn't know what they were talking about. Right. Between stupid, him and Casemiro. Yeah, dude. Well, I mean, uh, you got Sabitzer in the midfield now too. Like you're just turning into uh, an amalgamation of my favorite teams. Um, but it's still Manchester United, so I will still not cheer for it. Uh, we don't need you. <laughs> not. You just need a Ten Hog. Yeah. Right. Uh, speaking of new coaches, Peter, uh, we've already spoken with Dom. Um, Seems like he is settling in well. Uh, had some good results in the preseason. What you you've obviously watched it, those games. Um, you need to make sure that you you brought on the right guy in a very quick amount of time. Things are going smoothly. What's uh, what's kind of surprised you in the the difference between uh, how Dom's um, working with the the guys from last year this year. Uh, versus where, where Jay was at. Uh, so, sorry, give me one second here. Um, all right, we're good. Uh, so I really don't have any surprises. Uh, this, this interview process, um, I mean, it's no exaggeration to say that I spent over 100 hours interviewing coaches uh, in this offseason. Um, we had... The, the amount of qualified applicants who, whether their agent reached out or they sent their CVs or whatever it may be, the amount of 
really big time professional quality coaches who reached out was was staggering um, and impressive. It, it speaks to how attractive this this job is. And and if you think about it, there are only so many professional head coaching jobs in the U.S. So you know you you never know when those are going to come available. So those that are in the market are going hard at them. So no, Dom and I uh, before I referred referred him to, you know, I know Gary spoke about with you guys, uh, kind of, kind of what his process was. So before that, I, before I referred Dom to Gary, he and I had talked for just hours and hours about his philosophy behind coaching, his philosophy behind leadership. Um, and then a lot in his philosophy on the game and, and how it should be played and how it will, uh, be successfully played at this level. So I don't think that I'm caught off guard or surprised by anything that I've seen so far. Um, but it's always nice to see that the person you hired is able to execute on what they, what they guaranteed or what they promised. Um, because yeah, uh, every, everything that I was, uh, that I was expecting of him, um, personality wise, tactically wise, style wise, um, from our initial conversations, or what I'm seeing him coach every day and what I'm seeing our guys slowly start to take on. I mean, preseason's now a month in and you're starting to see a lot of that start to really take shape. Was one of the uh, interview questions, uh, how many defenders are you going to sign in a very short amount of time? Yeah, uh, that, that's pretty much exactly what I was going to ask. We have seven <laughs> right now. And I don't, I don't remember the last time we had seven defenders. Because it's been never. Uh, we never. Got, um, you know, listen. Yeah, we we identified that as as a, an area of need. We before before Don was hired, he you know he and I and and listen, it was this, it was this way with a few other prospects as well. Uh, had lists of players that that we had prioritized um, and uh, and list of needs that we had prioritized in, in our in our team and strengthening the back line, strengthening at center back uh, was, was important to us, especially after, uh, you know, losing, losing the guys that, that we did last year, replacing, replacing them the right way um, and hopefully improving what was a big priority. And yeah, that was a flurry of defensive uh, signings. I know that, but um when some of those players, when, when negotiations started to turn our way with some of those players and it started to look like, oh, wow, we're actually going to get this guy. Um, you got to jump on it. I don't, I don't care what position they played. A lot of those guys we brought in um, proven serious pros at this level. And a lot of championship experience. I mean, not just, I mean, obviously the defenders, but in general, which I know Dom talked a lot about with Luke about having a, um, you know, kind of a spreadsheet or a, a list of people that he knew and he's always following, but you can, it was nice to hear it on the podcast when one I wasn't able to be on. So I listened to it. And then not long after that, all these signings start coming in and you start seeing, you know, these guys coming from the championship level. So it's just, even that was proof of, of his concept already of recruiting and, and scouting guys um, from that level. Yeah. The, the truth is, Omaha is an attractive place to play. Um, our, we, we've got a history of winning. Um, we've got a good training setup. We've got a great fan base. Um, and our front office does a very good job and we take care of our players the right way. And we've built that reputation. So, um, are you tooting your own horn a little bit? I am. I am a little bit, but, but, I, but I said, hey, I said front office. I, I didn't, I didn't say general manager. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, it's uh, players who are at the championship level. Um, they're listen. There are some clubs in League One that they wouldn't entertain an offer from, um, but we are not one of them. And and I don't think, um, despite the gap in pay um that that there may be for some of these players i think we're really we're we're an attractive league one we're an attractive attractive pro option for them and i don't know that i don't know that you see the 
the difference between between the two leagues so much when having those conversations and negotiations. Yeah, I, I mean, that's something as long as we've been running this pod, uh, the continual question and it always falls into the pro rel uh, categories. What's the difference between the two? And ultimately, it's some people got in early and have been able to financially maintain. Uh, but like second and third tier U.S., at least in the USL, um, not to mention or not bringing in NISA or MLS next as the other third tier. Like, but between USL one and championship, for the most part, there's a lot of level playing field with a, a great majority of the teams. Yeah, um, it, there there is. And I, the biggest difference on the field is uh, is the amount of money that those players earn. It's listen, championship salaries are higher than than what we offer. Um, but there are a lot of really well run lead one front offices that uh, spend the money they do have intelligently. And I, I think that we're one of them. And, you know, we'll see on the field this year if it's true or not. Um, but, you know, if, if you're identifying the right players, um, you don't necessarily need to be outspending everybody else to, to put a team that could compete in the Open Cup, in League One, you know, against anybody. No, definitely. And, you know, where, where Omaha, where you in the front office have built the kind of connections within the Omaha community, um, I know we talked about that last year, talked about it a bit in the offseason with the, the Bellevue partnership and, you know, uh, the partnership with uh, Green Slate and Blackstone and just places where you don't get that in these other cities. You know, you're not living in one of the uh, hottest neighborhoods in the city. Um, you, you know, you're not getting the opportunity for, uh, well, I guess now now it is across uh, the USL, but it's not to the extent that Omaha has with with the educational opportunity for some of these guys who, who went in there. Like they're, uh, you found very good ways to be competitive uh, on on the transfer market without having to necessarily overpay for the the level you're at, and, right. and that's been very impressive from the the fan side watching uh, watching the leverage of the community uh, relationships to to make us more competitive uh, on the transfer market. Yeah, and, and listen, and and the transfer market and and the free agent market and we have to do that we we have a finite player salary budget so and, and it's i'm it's not uh you know it, it's it's not nothing it's we our ownership supports us very well but there's no question if we're trying to convince a a player who is at a championship quality or higher to play for us instead um we better be offering a lot more than just the salary that we're able to offer because it's not going to compete, honestly. And that's, yeah, I mean, that that's the nature of the game. Um, no, we're seeing uh, as of today, uh, USL championship, uh, I think it's safe to say legend, Dane Kelly signing for, for Charlotte. Um, and mm -hmm. you've got, You've got that Argentinian over there in uh, in Richmond that uh, it won't go away. Just won't go away. He will not go away. Needs to retire. <laughs> A man I love to hate, but man, he will not yeah. go away. He's he's just consistently been, been good across the league. And uh, come on, just just retire. Eat eat too many Ucrops cookies. Like do something. <laughs> like come on. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, that Dan Kelly signing, that's that's a good one. That's a good one for the league. It's exciting to have a player with that kind of pedigree in this league. Um, wait, I talked I talked to Dane and his agent months ago, and uh, I'll Charlotte's an attractive market as well, and I think they're probably paying him a, a pretty good deal to get him here. But that's it's good for the league. It'll be fun to play against him. Um, and Listen, we we brought in Steven Dos Santos from Championship as well. Yes. Uh, and and he's no slouch. He he's gonna he's gonna be causing defenders a lot of issues in this league. And I think he would have at the Championship level this year as well. Uh, 
Well, just looking at our forwards we have right now, um, confirmed forwards, between uh, the guys who I, I kind of imagine playing more of that striker role um, personally, with Noe, who last year, uh, you know, definitely needed that little bit of finishing. He needed a, a year pro, but uh, looking at who's scoring in the preseason, he seems like he's already off on the right foot. Um, that you've got uh, Steven Dos Santos who doing did great things championship level um, coming from the Rowdies who fantastic franchise there fantastic club um, and then we've got Joe Gallardo who I, I on paper he hasn't done that much but everything I've seen him do looks really really good well i think it i think it depends what paper you're looking at he was first team all league in 2019 i i mean just because he's been in mexico for the past couple seasons doesn't mean he fell off the face of the earth he's a (laughs) he's a player in this league yeah no no but when he when i 2019 where that's four years ago at this point uh five years ago I, i i'm not sure math Math's hard. Uh, I'm not going to ask Ryan. Uh, it, it is four. You sure? <laughs> yeah, because uh, 19 and then four wouldn't be 24. It'd be 23. Uh, 21. That's an easy, <laughs> easy one. Uh, but the amount of time playing time, it looked like he was getting in Mexico. It was a little bit worrying. Um, uh harder to find information, especially Mexican second tier, whether or not they're injury plaguing or it was just, you know, did, had somebody significantly better above him. Like that, there's lots of things that can kind of play in there. And we we've had luck bringing in players that, uh, you know, got sidelined, um, on team Greg Hurst being, uh, you know, very mentionable on that, you know, sideline in another team stats didn't look fantastic comes in and does amazing things for us. So I I'm extremely excited to see what he can do. Uh, he's talking to him uh, a little bit ago or a couple of weeks ago. He seemed like he's very excited to, to really get out there, get going. Uh, that was prior to any of the friendlies and he's scored what one goal so far or two. Uh, yeah, he's, I, I believe it's one right now. But yeah, he's he's the type of player that when he gets the ball, especially if you allow him to turn or find the ball in space, able to run at the back line, you don't want to allow him to do that. He he's going to be very dangerous. And you know, with with the types of other attacking players that we have around him, it's going to create space for him. And if they want to shut down, you know. Joe, Joe Gallardo, Luis Hill, you, you want to give him the space instead? Or Joe Brito, you want to give him the space instead? I mean, I, I think we've got uh, some creative weapons. You can't focus on all of them at once. And these guys are all the type who, if you give them some space, they'll hurt you. It, it, and up front, it reminds me a lot of our championship season when you know Evan came off of that first season. Uh, we get a guy like Greg that has some experience around him. You know, Devin starts coming on in, in his own. We have enough guys that can get the ball in, and all of a sudden you can't focus on just one guy because if you're focused on Greg, Evan's there to put the ball away, vice versa. Devin's taking shots from everywhere possible. And, you know, that that was the most attacking we've been in our three seasons was having that type of a setup. And so – no, he's kind of on that same path of needed that year of pro. He needs to get those minutes under him. And now it's already paying off in the preseason. I'm not saying he's going to be the next Evan, but he has that, that path in, in front of him that we know works. Yeah. No, he, no, he works unbelievably hard. Um, he did in the off season. We know that. And it was evident on day one of camp, you know, a month ago uh, and has remained evident you know, for, for the entire preseason so far. Um, you know, I, I think with with a player like Steven, uh, who's just going to demand attention, no choice for a for a good season. If, if he remains healthy and remains competent, 
I'm very optimistic about what, what 2023 is going to look like for him. So uh, just to, to plug the people who actually listen to this, uh, tune in I bl- or to our blog on Monday. Uh, Rich has a great in-depth article interview with Noe that'll be coming out on the blog. So uh, including some interviews with his former coaches. So if you want to find out what, what Noe's about, Rich, uh, if you read the blog, you know we'll get to the bottom of it. So Subscribe I, to the blog. Then you don't have to worry about it being tweeted out. That'd be great. Yeah, because we, we're not good at that. Uh, you know, some, sometimes we remember to put things out on social media, but social media is hard. Well, um, I have one more roster question because it gets brought up on, our, uh, on a Discord that Luke and I are both on quite a bit. We have the league's best goalkeeper, and he's back. But we know that Shido's had a couple times over the past couple of years where he maybe gets a red card, maybe gets a little hurt because he gets run into and doesn't get called against him. So uh, are we working towards having a backup keeper so that uh, Shido has some help? Yeah, no question. There's uh, that, That'll be wrapped up very soon. Um, and yeah, I, what, what you want in a, in a projected second string keeper, uh, especially when you've got someone like Shido in that, in that projected starting spot, um, is somebody that can truly threaten to take that time from him. Somebody that can keep him sharp and, and also somebody always who is going to be dedicated to what their role is, which is pushing pushing Cheeto every day and uh, making sure that they're both improving together. Cause listen, there's no question. Rashid is the, Rashid is the best keeper in this league and it's amazing that we have him back, but he's, he's not a finished product yet. He can keep improving. And uh, with Beto, our new goalkeeper coach and the right, the right team around him, I think I, you know, I, I, I'm not breaking any any big story here saying that Rashid is an unbelievable keeper who still hasn't even peaked. There's more there's more to come for him. Uh, I, I do have a backup keeper suggestion. Um, looking at transfer market seems pretty cheap. Uh, you, you both should like him as well. Uh, Martin Stecklenberg, he's been riding the bench for a couple seasons. Uh, he's 40 years old, so now he, he's past his prime. And for transfer market, it's uh, only a hundred thousand uh, euro. So, oh, yeah. nice. all right, yeah. I'll make it. Yeah, we'll start the GoFundMe. Pete. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, so, getting getting into a bit of the season because we we did throw this out for questions. We didn't um, lead them on by saying you'd be here, but there there have been a couple questions of playing that first match, first couple of matches away from home, or home matches away from home. Uh, I'm going to ask the important one uh, first that came on our Instagram, uh, which, hey, we're on Instagram, people. Go find us. Uh, from Paula Small, will there be more than one beer card at the UNO match? Yeah, we've been uh, we've been having meetings over at UNO. They're they've been a great partner, and they want to make this as as good of an event as it can be. Which at Caniglia, I think, can be a really good event. That's an awesome stadium. Um, so yeah, they've we've talked through our pain points from last year. We've talked through um, what we think it'll take to take these league games to the next level because there is. You know, there is a difference between a league game and an open cup game and how the show that we have to put on. Um, so, yeah, I, I think they're going to be great. UNO has been really receptive and really willing to work with us. And, um, yes, a, a area to improve that has been brought up uh, with them has been um, beer options or, or lines for beer. So, yeah. Does Dom understand that playing at Caniglia requires him to get some level of a yellow card by screaming at a referee? I I don't know. I'm anxious to see that. Honestly, <laughs> I uh, his his sideline demeanor. Is, I mean, that's something I I don't have experience with yet. Friendlies friendlies don't count. That's not that's right. not sideline. So no, I'm I'm uh, I'll be I'm interested to see him on the sideline. 
Uh, it, it is also worth reminding him, regardless of the weather, he cannot wear a sweater there. Um, no, no sweaters at Caglia. Yeah, yeah, don't do it. Um, Brian also asked, just since we have this question, he just any pros and cons about starting away from Warner Park for our first couple home matches that you can see? Uh, yeah, the the cons are obvious. It's it's not our home stadium. Right. Um, there you go. That's that's the con. Um, but you know there there are plenty of pros too. Um, I I love being able to play two early season games in Exarvin. Um, you know, just maybe some fans who aren't coming out to Papillion will be willing to go to Caniglia, and I think they're going to see a pretty good product. And you know. Papillion's not that far away from Exarvin. I, I think we, we put on a good show in the first two games and we can, can, you know, see that rise for the rest of the season. Uh, also, Caniglia is just a great stadium. Um, it's uh, it's going to be a very cool atmosphere, especially if our, our Open Cup game against Northern Colorado last year is any indication of what the fans can bring. Um, it can get loud. It can get exciting. Um, I, I think I think there are obvious negatives, but it's also a big opportunity for the club um, to get in front of some different fans, show our fans a different atmosphere, and um, I'm, I'm actually looking forward to it. All right. I, I have to ask, because this question's been all over Reddit and in talks of our stadium, how come we can't just move in there and make that our stadium instead of building a brand new one downtown? Um, we can't do it. I, I was, there you yeah. go. Yeah. I, I appreciate it as an official representative of the team that works. Yes. <laughs> they, anybody who thinks that we haven't explored those obvious options. Um, yeah, we have. Oh, that, that, that just seemed like it was too, too perfect of a time to, to ask the <laughs> question that was not asked of us, but has been asked of, any time uh, money has been talked about for a new downtown stadium. Um, but with with uh, the Caniglia games and then the Morrison game um, against, well, I mean, Dom's old team. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, you know, Open Cup's not rigged or anything. Like, it doesn't happen that way. Yeah, but, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't believe that draw. It was the <laughs> immediate text to him, and he was just, just laughing. Uh, are you've got a lot of great um as we talked about great community partners and i know you've been building those uh community partners around are you looking at trying to uh, i know parliament did last year with orbit was able to to get free bus rides to to the games is there any look at leveraging some of those um omaha-based uh, community partnerships that might be beneficial when there is a stadium downtown uh, as kind of a, a teaser? Yeah, yeah. Well, so I'll say we, we've, I, I've had meetings with, with Orbit and um, Metro Authority or Transit Authority. Um, and yeah, that's, uh, that's a big part of the allure of a downtown stadium is, is public transportation access, um, which obviously we, we just don't have at Warner Park. Um, Leveraging some of those for those games at at Warner or sorry at uh, at Caniglia and Morrison, um, yeah, we we've had those conversations. I I believe Parliament is has worked out something with uh, with a, a bar in Blackstone um, and uh, and Orbit again for the Caniglia games, which is awesome. Uh, we've had conversations with some some partners of ours and and potential partners of ours in Exarbon uh, about maybe uh, maybe post-match parties or something of that nature. But yeah, no, it's, um, it's, it's, a it's a different environment at either of those stadiums because here at Warner, tailgating is, is how you, you do the pregame, right? And I think, I think it's, a, it's a really cool idea for what, what Parliament is doing. Um, Set up shop at a bar at around town. Give a local business your your support, and hopefully they'll support you back. Uh, and then and ride the orbit to the game, or be even closer and walk to the game, or ride a bike to the game. 
Um, I just think it's a, it's a, it's a really cool opportunity for our fans. And yeah, we're having conversations with, with different companies and partners all the time, but probably, probably nothing formal for those games. I, I would also say for people that live, I live out West, um, you know, you can park at West roads for free. Even if you're paying for the round trip, it's, two dollars and fifty cents round trip to right orbit for caniglia it literally drops you off right in front of campus and you can just take a short five minute walk to the to caniglia and then it runs the other way you just got to cross dodge with the light and get on the back and then you can drive your car home that's how i spent my entire semester last semester going to class was parking at lestros and riding the bus to class so, I mean, it's it's very convenient. And if you're a UNO student, even as a grad student, you can ride for free. If you have kids that are K through 12, they're going with you, they ride for free. Well, and the plus side there is you don't have to fight for parking, which is one of right. those constant, oh, there's no parking in Omaha. Um, well, sorry. Uh, especially in and around the stadium, like around Canigley, around UNO. Yeah, that's definitely it becomes a more of an issue. But yeah, I mean, no, if you're down at Morrison, there's plenty of places to find parking and walk over to Morrison. That's not going to be an issue down there. Yes. Uh, well, now that we're on to Morrison. Open Cup uh, mention uh, against El Paso. Uh, we started out against the Menace last year. Granted, it was a very strong menace side, and a lot of their players somehow miraculously weren't playing for them during the summer. Don't know how that happens. And one of them seemed to have found their way onto our our roster by the end of the season. A um, bunch of mercenaries. Yeah, uh, don't don't know how that happens. But we're we're starting against the championship side last or this time. Uh, we didn't have that last year. We we went MLS. League One, MLS, MLS. Um, it we've got a couple games prior to this one, which will make it a little bit better than last time. But do you do you think this squad is as capable as last year's at uh, you no know, a possible run, or do you, do you think that was kind of a, a Cinderella story happens once and yeah, no. So I, I mean, on on paper, I think this squad is more capable than last year's squad of of making a run. Um, but you know, it's it's a single single elimination knockout tournament. It's uh, you've got to show up on the day. You've got to put away your chances and keep theirs out. You know, it's. Uh, I I think I think we are absolutely capable of beating El Paso, um, but they're they're just as capable of beating us um, you know just like any other team in a in a knockout competition it's one game um that said we spoke earlier about our players with recent high level championship experience on this roster that's that's going to work in our favor in this matchup um certainly not going to have any players on the field on on union omaha who are intimidated by the opponent um and yeah there there's also Last year, we caught some teams by surprise, I think. And just by virtue of that, we won't be catching anybody by surprise this year. Um, so, yeah, no, it's uh, that's what's so fun about about the Open Cup. It's it's one game of soccer. It's 90 minutes. It's 120 minutes. It's uh, everyone's close enough that there can be an upset in any single game. So, yeah, I think um, I'm really excited to be hosting a higher level team last year, despite playing three MLS clubs, we didn't get to host a single higher level club. And that's a shame because it would have been an amazing event. Um, and I think, you know, it, it, it feels so, um, so strange to have such a hugely important and historic game this early in the season. Um, but we're hosting a championship club for the first time ever. We're playing a championship club in a competitive game for the first time ever. We're hosting a higher level club in a competitive game for the first time ever. It's a, 
it is a historic night in Omaha soccer. Um, and I'm excited for it. I know the players will be up for it. And uh, yeah, there is a little, it, it's, it's wild to say this as a league one club, but you've got to think there is a bit of a target on our back in this tournament this season. Yeah. I, I think too, one thing that can happen this season, it seems like with the way the roster is being built and just by sheer numbers, because we've always kind of hovered right around or under 20 and we're inching closer to being, you know, 22, 23, having more of a full roster that way. Um, if we do somehow get to have another run like that, this, this squad seems to be built to be able to have some depth that if guys are playing midweek and we have a weekend game, we're not going to be running into as much of tired legs. Cause I think that that was some of the drops that we saw in the league were we, we had open cup games and those weekends for open cup, those first couple of rounds, it's like, boom, boom. And then we have all of our league games in, in between there too. And it, it seemed like we lost some, some of our momentum there with the league early on. And if teams, teams in league one jump out early, it's hard to catch up when they're on fire and they're playing well. Yeah. That's something we were very uh, conscientious of when building this roster. Um, we have got competition at every single position on the field um, in our first game. And in, in every game we play this season, there are going to be players on our bench who are unquestionable starters at the league one level. Um, they just, for whatever reason that week, uh, the other guys playing ahead of them. So yeah, it's, we, we built a squad where I think we'll be able to do some more rotate rotation and try to keep people fresh, but also if, and when injuries happen, um, that next man up is going to be a starter. It's not, it's not going to be a backup filling in or somebody we don't want on the field filling in. It's, we we've got just about two starters at every position here. So, uh, Patrick Walsh, who asks some amazing questions every single time, and a, as you're saying, we've got multiple starters about every position, which to me it just says we can be ultra agile uh, in playing style. We we're not locked into a specific one. He's asking for an analysis of the preseason matches, and we've brushed on that a little bit without giving too much away because hopefully other teams aren't there scouting our preseason matches. Um, but, but we know they listen to the pod because they use yeah, it as motivation. Uh, I mean, so. we're, we're bulletin board material. We, we know that much. Uh, right. But the, the style of play, it, it, without giving too much away, how – Will fans that have come or become used to J-Mims 4-4-2 style uh, be familiar with this at all? Is it going to look entirely different? Uh, I mean, if you if you feel comfortable with it, what, what's been run so far? Um, uh, it is going to look it's going to look very different from what people are accustomed to out of out of our team. That said, there and this was something that with, with any coach during the interview process who was uh, became, it became apparent that they were deserving of a, of a really hard look. Um, I, I laid it out early that there were some non-negotiables in the types of players and the types of people we signed because they had to represent the city of Omaha. Mm -hmm. And um, so, yeah, the style, the style is going to be different. I think it's going to be, fun i think it's gonna provide some more entertainment um and i think our fans are really gonna like it but the the non-negotiables of that hard work that toughness that pride um that we've become known for un, became known for under jay in in the previous three seasons those haven't gone anywhere and if anything i think we'll we'll step them up um all these players are are so dedicated to, to winning this year and, and to winning, winning every game that they play in. And that's a, we don't sign anybody based purely on video. We're, we're calling them. We're getting character references. We're getting playing references. 
um, we we've built what I think is going to be a really really mentally tough, really strong, really proud group. Uh, and then the style that we play, I think, is going to be exciting, and and it is going to be a departure, honestly, from from what we've seen in in previous years. So, with that being very very exciting, how are our returning players? I, I guess at this point, how are they adapting to it? Because uh, you know, with guys like Rashid and JP, they been here since day one uh you know how they yeah not to say I, that they're not dynamic players uh but coping with an entirely new style um in their pro and pro career after playing a very rigid uh style there are, are you seeing more creativity out of them are you seeing frustration like again to to a point that you're willing to to give up there yeah, listen, I, I think there I think we're seeing all of the above as is expected in preseason. Um, but I mean, soccer players like having the ball. Right? Soccer players like being creative. Soccer players like doing that that's the fun part of the game. The rest of it is work. The rest of it is suffering. Um, so when we are basing our system and, and basing our game plan, typically at least, more around having the ball and opening up that creativity and, and having possession, but possession with a purpose. Um, yeah, of course, there's an adjustment between coaches, but I don't think anyone's complaining about uh, trying to have the ball a little more and, and uh, have, have a little more creative freedom, maybe. With, with that, also, we've brought on our uh, third ever Academy signing. Well, Academy signing, but not an Academy player this time around. Um, Yoskar uh, signed full pro last year, but didn't necessarily see that much of the pitch. How, how are these young guys um, fitting in? Uh, neither of them are, are amateurs by any means, and with Holt, uh, seems like we we really went uh, we really went ringer on this. Uh, you know, um, it, it it wouldn't wouldn't fit with the MLS homegrown uh, rules. Say yeah, that no, no, yeah. So so Anderson. Well, well, first of all, Yoskar, our, our first ever academy signing, um, and now a, a full pro with the team. This is this is the year that I think is going to be pretty pretty defining in his young career. Um, he's He's got that confidence. This is his this is third season with the team. He knows that he can bring something on the field that that not everybody can bring, um, and that can change games. And he's been he's been showing a lot of confidence in preseason so far. He's been impressing a lot of people, um, and he's still so young. He he's still um, you know he's, he's still a kid. So. This is this is I'm excited for the year that Yoskar is going to have. Um, I think there's a lot of potential for this to be a really important one for him. Uh, Anderson Holt, this will be his first academy contract um, in 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 a professional club. Uh, you know he's with Queensboro in their academy system, which is uh, which is awesome, which is really high level play. They were in the uh, academy cup final. Um, Anderson is a unique profile of player that we are very um, fortunate to have signed to a, an academy deal. He's big, he's athletic, he's intelligent and reads the game well as a center back. He's left-footed uh, and, he, and he's technical. Um, I think with, with this full season training with our guys, training under Dom, Ledule, Kevin, and Beto and our, and our coaching staff, um, I think it's a perfect situation for him to turn into the player that he wants to be and the pro that he wants to be. And uh, I, I think he could contribute on the field. I, I think he's a, I think he's a serious player, especially at 18 years old. Um, and if he keeps doing things the right way uh, with that unique profile that he has, he, he can have a really fun career. 
So interestingly enough, uh, he is the second Holt we've signed. Um, <laughs> uh, we had Brian Holt as our third string keeper in the 2020 season um, yep. slash uh, goalkeeper coach. But any relation? Not that I'm aware of. All right. <laughs> I mean, you weren't even aware that we had another Holt ever on our roster. So, uh, <laughs> but no, uh, getting us. Uh, oh, go ahead. Is, Anders, is Anderson aware that he looks 12? Uh, you know, that picture that got posted, he looks younger than he, than he actually <laughs> does out there. He, you, you see him on the field. He's, 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 he looks like a man out there. Uh, does he look like that 17-year-old that's uh, signed with Bayern that looks 40 years old? <laughs> no, I, w- I wouldn't say that. He look he looks all of 18 years old. Okay. Uh, <laughs> definitely, uh, definitely an exciting prospect bringing on an 18-year-old. Um, getting that academy uh, contract, so he has the uh, still has the availability to play NCAA if he chooses to. Um, but mm-hmm. is that with, very opposite to the signing strategies we've kind of gone with so far. Uh, we've gone for a lot of veterans, a lot of guys who um, have really experienced at least one year pro experience uh, higher levels. Uh, you know, talking to a few of the returning guys uh, saying that it, it's, it, they didn't sound worried because they, they know their level, Well, they're like, yeah, bringing in a lot of veterans uh, compared to, you know, where we were at last year. Or some veterans were brought in, but there were still a lot of very, very fresh young faces. Um, with, with that one academy, is that kind of uh, putting it to a we've got a scouting system in place that we're going to be keeping an eye on more of uh, the USL academies, but also the stuff around Omaha? Um, it, around the you know the upper plains and more regional um, academy signings. Yeah, I, I think that is I, I think it's entirely possible. There was uh, one player who is from Omaha, young player who we had to our invitational trial, and he did an awesome job. And um, you know, I, I think there's potential for him in the future to sign an academy contract with us. Um, frankly, if his high school schedule could have worked out, he might have been training with us all year. You know, who, who knows? Um, so, yeah, no, there is there's talent in, in this metro, in the city and in this region. Um, and we're going to make every effort to, to find it. Um, but, yeah, we did build this roster uh, differently than we have in the past this year. And it was very intentional. Um, we you're going to see. Soon, uh, there's another rookie that will be announced soon, uh, who's the player out of college. Um, But no, we we made a decision on what we wanted our player profile and our roster profile to look like this year. And what we've built uh, reflects that decision pretty, pretty well. So does Ryan have to be worried that um, Union Omaha scouts are showing up to his his team's practices? Uh, what what are you what are you coaching, Ryan? You uh, you eight uh, uh, took took a season off. She's gonna do uh, YMCA, so they got somebody else lined up, and that's okay because uh, between school and my new job, I don't know that I have time to coach a bunch of nine year old girls. Well, well I, hey, there's, there, there'll be uh you know, that when, when this women's team comes around uh, that we haven't been shy about, they'll be, they'll be the perfect age for, for some academy signings. Well, and honestly, like, I'm, I'm super excited about that when we get to that point, because we're going to, we're, I've, I've been meaning to get her down to Kansas city, but it's enough of a drive and enough that you have to plan a whole weekend around it, that it, it, it can be impactful to take a, you know, nine, 10 year old down, and have to spend a weekend down there to go see that. And to know that I can take her to the exact same stadium, I'm going to be taking her for the men's games. Um, and the women, we have a lot of good women's soccer in the region as well, um, both in high school girls and then also just 
you know, Creighton and UNO women are both really good. Oh, Bellevue. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I mean, yeah, Midland. I mean, so it's just, it's exciting to know that there's some of these girls that either my daughter is playing with that may play with in high school that she could see and go watch her friends play professionally or girls she's watching now that are playing at Marion or, you know, any of these other schools that she may be able to go watch when she's older because they're older and playing professionally. So it's, it's cool. And just to know that girls in this area are going to have that opportunity to see women playing that high level professional soccer is going to be great. Yeah, no, it's, it's important to have that, that top of the pyramid visible in your area and to be able to go out and see it from a young age and, and be able to truly see the pathway to that. I didn't have that growing up. Coming, coming up in Buffalo, um, you know, the, high, the highest level there was college and NPSL in the summers. And, uh, you know, there, there, it was never clear how to get to the pros. Um, right now, in, for people in Nebraska, it is. There, there's a pathway for, for men in Nebraska, for boys in Nebraska. And I was I was thrilled when when that World Herald article came out and and Marty specifically said you know women's soccer with this stadium and and that's great because we want to show that pathway not just for the boys but but for everybody in, right. in the area. Well, something that was also mentioned in uh, World Herald article, the Examiner article, Marty has mentioned on uh, interviews the. Uh, should the stadium go forward, uh, the formation of a Union Omaha Academy. Mm-hmm. Now, that that's one that's I, I'm very much excited for that prospect of you know having a set pathway to pro uh, for for Union Omaha men's and women's sides. Uh, but how is that going to integrate into the the metros? Uh, existing because that that was one thing from the get-go uh didn't want to step on too many toes but this this seems to be granted it's like we haven't brought it up much but it's step on sporting's toes step on sporting casey's toes i'm good with this it's fine (laughs) but i I mean it's making a point you got nebraska soccer you got gretna you got the wolves um sporting nebraska there are a lot of lot of youth clubs and that take up a lot of a lot of field time all over the place. So, are is Union Omaha uh, making a point here saying that they're here to stay? That uh, you know everybody everybody needs to start start looking to uh, Union Omaha as the the next path to pro, uh, the the only real path to pro, or is it going to try and find its own little niche within the the area uh there are a lot of paths to pro for the right players with the right mentality um but that said if if you're going to be at the top of the pyramid in a city in a state in a region whatever it is um i think it's important for the growth of the game in this country to have a direct path to that top uh through that club I, i mean we see it work virtually everywhere else in the world um and what exactly that looks like whether it's uh in coordination with other clubs uh, in the region whether it's in coordination with the state association you know i can't say exactly what it's what it's going to look like at this point but um it's part of our responsibility as the pro club here to have an academy and to provide the best players with the best training and the best opportunity to make their dreams come true. Yeah. And it it always has kind of struck me in a weird way, driving to union Omaha games, uh, seeing all of these kids there, but on the way there, the only thing I see uh, on the interstates is sporting Nebraska billboard uh, Mm -hmm. or driving, driving home from a watch party and the only only thing i'm seeing is a uh sporting kansas city uh, one sporting way billboard uh knowing that this team is out there doing the legwork getting out there but having having kid players associate with a club 
even if they're not ones that are going pro, even if they're the ones there for the, the rec leagues within the academy, the, the identifying programs, you know, that they're never going to make it to a pro team, but they're out there with pride wearing, wearing their various colored owl jerseys uh, and getting, getting that level into the community, uh, seeing, seeing the parents who have their, uh, you know, a cat Omaha Academy um, merch, all, all of that, that just, instead of going out and I'm at a union Omaha event, seeing sporting Nebraska, seeing, seeing union Omaha at all levels is just, I, I'm excited for that. Like, yeah. Listen, it's uh, there. The soccer ecosystem in Nebraska is really, really strong. Some of these clubs are, are excellent. Um, but as, as the professional club, we have a responsibility to, to show that pathway. So uh, it's no slight to what's currently here. Um, and I think in, in it will, However, it looks it will be in collaboration and in coordination with what is currently here. Um, but yeah, no, I, I I'm with you. We we need to provide the the proper pathway and provide kids with um, the ability to to look at the steps to where they want to become and and follow them. I, I yeah I I think that's probably about perfectly says it because it, it needs to happen. You're making the right steps towards it. And we just need that massive uh, groundswell that Omaha has for this team that's been building to, to get behind it uh, and get their kids behind it. So. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, getting there right now, that that's all coming. Uh, you know, I, I'm, sure that that is coming mm -hmm. um but we've also got a first team on the field this year and it's a team that we have put together very intently and it's a front office that has been working really hard this off season um to improve our game experience to improve what people see on the field and what they uh get to engage with in the stands so um step one is getting people out to games this year supporting this first team and then the rest will come so where where's uh where can they get tickets? Where where can they get the merch to to wear around town? Uh, you know. Yeah yeah you there it is I I see it Ryan yeah you know I'm Omaha. covered up with Nike though. Uh well you know what hey that's that's last year's gear that's fine uh but the new gear from Hummel is awesome so check it out. Um but yeah UnionOmaha.com for tickets. Um follow us on Twitter, uh, Instagram, Facebook. We're working on. Uh, I'm really amplifying our TikTok here, so check us out on TikTok. Though <laughs> you're not gonna, you're not gonna see many links to uh, to ticket sales or anything on that. More just goofy videos from the guys. But um, yeah, UnionOmaha.com to find tickets and merch. And, and is UnionOmaha.com where to get tickets for Open Cup? Uh, with that being at Creighton, or are those tickets available yet? We're sorting that out. They're not available yet, um, but we had a meeting with Creighton a couple of days ago. We're getting it sorted. All right. Can I pick a, can, uh, hey, can I just throw something out there? It's a parliament bone to pick with, with the front office. Yeah. Okay. So um, sweater weather as the uh, as one of the games should have been no co because that was the coach that wore the sweater when he shouldn't have wore a sweater. Coniglia. Just saying. You're, you're, eight, absolutely right. you're absolutely right. Um, that's the we, first thing that we picked up on. I mean, but when do we even host them? It's uh, literally the next April. home game after the sweater weather. So really? April 15th is North Carolina, is NCFC, is sweater weather. April and then 29th. Pups at the pitch, the 29th is Pups at the pitch with Hailstorm. I, you know, it's okay because he wore the sweater at Caniglia, so it's still kind of there, right? Yeah, you know that's a missed opportunity. I didn't see it. It, it just it didn't click for me. You're absolutely right, though. That's all right. We don't need to openly troll other coaches at this point. As you guys can do all you want, but maybe yeah. as an official club stance, I don't know. <laughs> all right. Um, the the rest of the questions were. I think are since we didn't 
toss out that you were out there, unless you're a huge Pokemon fan. Can't say I am. Sorry. Um, I, then I will not ask which uh, which uh, Pokemon best exemplifies each returning player. I, I will not ask you that one. Not uh, and I'm not going to toss you any of the the ranking because, oh, uh, Ira Jersey. Yeah, this is a good one. This, this is a good one. Uh, what are you looking forward to doing most when you visit Central Jersey in a few years? Uh, you can't winning say is winning. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Why am I visiting Central Jersey in the next few years? Uh, Ira Jersey. Uh, currently has a USL two team that has the rights to a USL one team. Okay. All right. Um, what am I looking forward to in central Jersey? Yeah. Catching a train to New York. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I, I was going to say uh, leaving with three points. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, sure. Yeah. We didn't say winning. We just said leaving with three points. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it's not about going there. It's about the leaving. <laughs> 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 Ira, uh, friend of the pod, though friend of the pod, Ira. Friend of the pod, uh, early influencer, in League One, uh, and Bloomberg analyst. Uh, so it's always kind of funny seeing him actually give like things that are not soccer related on Bloomberg. Because uh, it's good analysis, but it's very different analysis to what I I grew accustomed to from him. Um, anything exciting coming up with the team uh, that you'd like to plug here before we we move on to some final questions? Uh, yeah, well, this one's season ticket members only, um, so I, I will encourage people to become season ticket members if you're on the fence so you can attend things like this. Um, but yeah, uh, a week from today, next Thursday, our rescheduled season ticket members. Ninth. 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 Uh, so, yeah, the reschedule of that previous season ticket member season preview that um, uh, was was iced out, I guess. Um, so, yeah, that's that's always a great event. Um, going to be introducing going to be introducing a lot of players for the first time, going to be introducing Dom to the to the public for for the first time in, in certain ways. Um, whole coaching staff, whole new coaching staff. Um, so that's that's really, that's always a fun event. I'm really looking forward to that at Builder Trend. Um, we've, we've also, uh, it, it has not been announced yet, but, but will be shortly. But on March 21st at the Dundee Dell, um, Dom and I will be having, uh, you can call it a, an open forum discussion with anybody who wants to attend. Uh, it'll be just an open Q and A over over some some beers or or a whiskey as as the Dell is known for. And a Reuben. Um, sorry. And a Reuben. You gonna eat a and, Reuben? And, and, and I will absolutely eat a Reuben there. Um, so yeah, we're doing that. What's what? They have really good fish and chips there. So I mean, it's still Lent. Perfect time to get your fish and chips. There you go. Yeah. So that that's gonna be on the twenty first. Um, and that'll be an opportunity. The, uh, the event next Thursday, the season ticket member uh, party is going to be like we did last year. There'll be a good Q&A with, with Dom and myself, um, but don't want to make that completely exclusive to members only. So, yeah, we're going to be in Dundee doing something a little more low-key but similar in just a couple weeks later. Well, uh, no, two perfect opportunities. Uh, one, get your season tickets, and you can go hang out at Builder Trend. Uh, if I recall, that usually has some food and some beverages that uh, are included with your. Yeah, that that's gonna that's an open bar. Um, that's that's beer and wine. I don't believe they have the hard stuff there, but uh, yeah, I don't. I, I may be wrong about that. I just don't remember, but I think it's beer yeah. and wine. I, I mean, usually it's not enough beer and wine that you don't remember. So, uh, <laughs> uh, and then we're also we're having an amazing partner of ours, uh, Virtuoso Pizza, is going to be catering that. So, going to be some some really good free food for everyone in attendance at that one too. Um, so, yeah, that's if you're not a season ticket member, if you're thinking about it, we're going to be doing a lot more stuff like this uh, throughout this season and going forward. Um, 
if you're on the fence, I think I think you might want to pull the trigger because there's some pretty cool opportunities to really engage with the team in a different way. And, you know, being a season ticket member for a number of years now, I, I know that the it's been pretty limited in past years, but all the events have definitely been worth it. Um, you know, it, it's a, a great community to be a part of. So get there. Uh, and you, well, technically, I guess we, we're the first place you're announcing it, the Dundee Dell on March 21st. So uh, more details from the team to follow. So yeah, yeah it'll, it'll be, uh, ch check it out on social. We'll be posting soon, but yeah, the 21st. All right. Cool. Well, um, one last question for you, Peter. Uh, I, I'm not sure if you've uh, been asked this one before, but I feel like you have. Who gives a hoot? We, we do. do. I'm